Cool. Hey, Pastor Rod, here we are back again to do our discussion on the gift of faith today. Gift of faith. Come on, everyone. Oh. Come on. Yeah, love it. And um, yeah, loved listening to your, your teaching last week on this. And so anyone who hasn't heard that yet, definitely uh, check it out. Very inspirational. Yeah. And uh, and I think this, you know, the way you described it, or this this injection of faith, yeah. it's, it's this extra injection of faith in times we need it. And I think yeah. almost every Christian is going to say, well, I want that. I want to experience yeah. that more. And so I guess maybe that's the first question we'll go to is as a believer, you know, spirit filled and um, how can we experience more of this? How can we grow in this and live in this zone more? Well, once again, these are called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So these are gifts for for people who believe in Jesus, uh, are following Jesus, have faith. They already have faith. So as we come to the gift of faith, it's like an, we talked about injection or extra level. And I think that the way uh, we, we should understand this is, Uh, We're living in faith. The righteous shall live by faith. One of the most repeated verses in the New Testament, the righteous shall live by faith. So faith's part of our life. But it's all of a sudden a a moment. We're sensing something's just happened. I've just lifted in some area, whether it be in uh, a decision, um, in finance, in job, in relationship. It just just all of a sudden a, a, a strong sense, I've got to do this, but it's based upon my natural faith or my... Ordinary faith, if I could use that word, um, my daily faith. And then there's the increment, increase of faith, and we, we, we recognize that. And I think anybody who's a believer can have this experience, and probably many do without realizing it. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what about the person who's saying, awesome, I, maybe I've, I've even noticed I've experienced this. How yeah. can, can, is there anything we can do to have this more? Um, something specific we can do to just sure. grow in this? Yeah. I, I think so. I think it's um, a, a lot of things in the Christian life is the is what you do in your daily habits. Um, mm. And, and often, often days are ordinary days in a way, like, but it's still a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's another good day. But we're getting ready for a great day. And I think that that's the way I've always lived my Christian life for these 42 years is the concept that any day... It's an ordinary day, could be a great day. And if it's not, well, there's always tomorrow. So I think the days where I'm not experiencing these gifts of the Spirit is still a day to get ready. Um, Just in the ordinary, the reading the Word of God, uh, what we call journaling, just opening up the next scripture and saying, God, what would you say to me today? Someday it looks, okay, that's interesting. Thank you, God. That's great. But then there's that moment where it's just so life-giving uh, it's always life-giving, but you know what I mean? There's a there's an extra oomph. And um, I think to get ready for the word of faith, uh, this, this extra faith is to live every day in faith, um, mm. which doesn't have to be a huge faith day. Just, just, just staying in your faith, living by faith, in your job, at home, being faithful, I guess is a good way, being faithful. Right. And then all of a sudden there are moments where the gift of faith just accelerates it so that's how you get ready is you're actually living a life um ready i think of an old statement by um, abraham lincoln um hundreds of years ago now in america famous president there was an old saying that um you know get ready for your boat to come in now we don't live in a a world of boats we live in a boat a world of planes airplanes 
but the old world, people would stand at the dock and watch for their boat to come in. It was like luck or destiny. And Abraham Lincoln made this statement. He says, I don't wait for my boat to come in. I see my boat out at sea and I swim out to it. And I just think that's the way you're getting ready for spiritual gifts is your every day I'm, I'm swimming out to faith, destiny, God's in control. And it may be an ordinary day, but I'm getting ready for the special days. I'm going to swim out to my boat when it comes. Love it. That's, that's awesome. Um, very helpful. And uh, yeah, I've heard you talk about this um, for many, many years and uh, surely seen you live it out too. So, so are you doing that? You're yeah, yeah, yeah. Living in expectation. Yeah. I love how you, you always talked about that, you know, not every day will be a day of big miracles and big breakthroughs, but every day could be. And that's mm-hmm. how you live that yeah. today could be today. Yeah. Something significant could happen. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, it's still a good day and yeah. a faithful day. And there's always tomorrow. And there's yeah. always tomorrow. Yeah. And that, that is truly how I've lived my Christian life. Yeah. That, that revelation. Yeah. God, God could do anything. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Incredible. Um, so let's talk a bit about, obviously, with the gift of faith, uh, it can really enable you to do some some very bold things. And uh, you talked about some, you know, some stories from the Bible of people doing some pretty illogical things. Peter yeah. fishing out the, the yeah. Jesus said, get, go, go fishing and pull out the fish. And there's going to be some coins in there to pay the tax. And wow. I think um, we'd all like to know where to catch those fish. But uh, <laughs> um, and you talked, obviously, about yourself and Pastor Viv. Um, moving from Australia mm-hmm. to Japan, following the call of God, I think yeah. you're in your forties. Is that correct? And yeah, I was forty-two. Yeah, forty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, which is yeah. The, I guess the <laughs> older I get, the more I realize what an incredible move of faith that was. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. as you know, kids come in and family yeah. and everything mm-hmm. becomes more complex, and it takes more faith to make big shifts and. Um, so obviously that was a big move of faith. You had just built your dream home. Uh, you had an amazing church. Boys were happy. Yeah. You were happy. Yeah. Um, but that gift of faith enabled you to do, mm. which maybe some people would say that's probably an illogical choice, you know, for your yeah. family and for your future. But how, how do we kind yeah. of distinguish between this boldness, following God and faith, and maybe just making kind of um, crazy decisions? Well, Viv and I were living in faithfulness. We weren't running. We weren't upset. We, mm. but, but we did sense maybe God was going to do something new. We did have that sense for a while. Um, and I was asked to come and have a look at Japan. And I, I was in Sydney. We lived in Toowoomba. That's a long way. So I rang Viv and I said, ha ha, you can't believe what someone said to me today. They said, why don't you go and check out Japan? And ha ha ha. And thinking Viv would not be in that. We're so, mm. we're so happy and settled. And I got on a plane, came back to home. And as I walked in the door and said to Viv, um, you know, wasn't that an amazing, crazy thing we were asked to do? And all of a sudden she turned to me and said, can we talk about it? And I saw the look in her eye <laughs> and I looked at her and she looked at me and I realized this is a moment. And that wasn't the decision. But the decision was we were going to talk about a decision. Mm. And the more we talked about it, the more there was just faith. There was faith. There was, and I knew that for us to move, God had to speak to Viv more than me. Not because she's more disobedient, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but but she's the mum, she's the wife, she's the mm. um, you know the, the, about the schooling and the kids and the and it had to be a bigger talk. God had to talk to her, mm. and I realised that God had talked to her, and immediately we were in a different zone of faith. Like, whoa, so this is something we've just moved from. Ha ha, that was nice to be asked to go to Japan to. Let's talk about it. That wasn't the decision, but it was the beginning of the decision. And, and we realized, so we went back to prayer and more scripture. And, and then we decided to go on a little holiday to Japan to check it out together. And someone, my, my mum minded the kids and we went to Japan. And every little step was just more and more and more adding to the faith mm. and the strategy and how we're going to do it. It was just adding to, but it's all started with that look in the eye and the, the tone of voice of let's talk about that. I think it's really important for everyone to hear this because often these big decisions are not all done in a moment, but there is a turning in a moment. There is a, let's process that. Let's mm. talk about that. Let's engage that. Let's strategize that. Let's talk to some friends about that. Um, some good friends. And I, I think especially some of the bigger decisions, uh, you need to go through the process. Um, it needs to be in place. And it's actually part of the story that I'm telling you today. Because it wasn't just all in a night, we're going to Japan. It was, <laughs> it was, but the word of faith was there in a moment. There was a, mm. there was a trigger. There right. was a trigger point where we said, let's talk, let's consider. Um, and I think a lot of big decisions in faith are going to look like that, especially in families, husbands and wives, mm. For single people. Maybe it's a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, those without kids, it's maybe a bit quicker. But we have to analyze our situation and say, God, what are you saying? We need to dig in and grab a hold. Um, so by the time we had come on holidays, we'd realized there's a need here, went back to Australia, reassessed, and then there was decision day. We are going. Boom. And there was grace on it. There was real grace on it. It was some very hard things and some very good things. Mm. Um and we just had to work through the hard things and we celebrated the grace of coming. So when we actually arrived in Japan, there was a lot of things settled. What was settled was God was moving in Japan. God had called us. Even though it was hard, God was going to move. We're going to build a church with God's help. It was all God, but we're in, we're, we're settled. And um, some of the criticism and opposition that comes um, is not nice, but when it came, it's like my heart was full of faith, full of faith. God had spoken. God had spoken to Viv. We were in. We're going to get through this opposition and build the church with God's help. So I hope that helps the story. It's a, amazing. A bit, a bit more to it than she saw a wave and we went to Japan, but yeah. but that was a big part of it when. That, I actually didn't mention that actually in that story, but previously she had this vision of a tsunami wave and we, we didn't have context for it mm. until someone said, why don't you go to Japan? And tsunami is a Japanese word. So sorry, that's out of order. That's right. but, but that wave vision wasn't the end of the story. It was the beginning of the story. Mm. So is it almost like these injections of faith, uh, it, 
like you said, it's like this trigger to then let's look into this more. Cause mm. maybe if you didn't have that injection of faith, you would have just maybe like you said, laughed off. Yeah. Go check out your yeah. ha, ha. Yeah. Um, But then that led you to then the, the full process of seeking God, right. talking to counsel. You yeah. talk about this puzzle piece, you know, pulling yeah. all the pieces mm. together. Mm. So it was almost like that. Is it like that word of that injection of faith for you guys was what started yeah. and initiated that? that gathering of of god speaking in a much fuller picture and we hadn't made that we didn't make the decision till months after the the vision of the wave and being asked to go to japan it was months later but not many months later it was Mm. it was trigger point it was engaging the whole concept and process and i've had some of those in the past where there was faith there but it just wasn't the right time or it wasn't the right place Mm. and i just put it on the back burner but then later it just reignited. Mm. A lot of the places we're planting churches in as Lifehouse, I walked these streets when I was 20 years old, 42 years ago, and have prayed for these nations mm. years before we actually got here. And, it, you know, so there's a huge time delay with some things. But I think that when it starts urging in your heart that you've got to investigate it at that time. Mm. Um what should we do? Should we look at this? And then there are other factors such as meeting key people, um, a dream, a vision, a word from God. Uh, mm. it, 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 like the, t- the, the timing triggers the faith moment. Right. And, and I'm sure it was like that when you came to Japan. You had, it, mm. you had Japan in, in your heart. What time? How old were you? Yeah, well, God first put Japan in my heart when I was 13. 13. Um, wow. Just a brand new believer. Mm. Um, and yeah, God spoke to me um, about Japan when I was 13. But I think exactly like you said, obviously, that wasn't the time for me to move to Japan. Chris would have said no. Chris would have said no. And uh, House wasn't even there yet, actually. Yeah, uh, right. that, was, that was before yeah. you guys had mm. actually think almost. I think it was must. It was 2000, that would have been 2003. Mm. And you guys came to Japan. 2002. We were a baby church. So you were there. You were there. Baby church. And uh, God spoke to me about, um, I didn't know at the time, but God was speaking to me about Lifehouse. (laughs) I didn't know it was Lifehouse. Um, But I think looking back on that, it was, and over the next five years before I turned 18 and Mm. finished high school, God kept speaking, kept reaffirming. Yeah. Um, so that when it was time, I was ready to go. Right. I, God had built up my faith yeah. for the point of, of action. Yeah. So I think if God, if I, if Japan wasn't on my heart and I graduated high school and God said, go yeah. to Japan, I don't know if it would have happened, you know, right. too sudden, too big, yeah. too out of the blue, but God got me ready. Uh, I feel. And I, and I think that part of your story is important too, that you had to turn 18 and have your parents permission. So we're not yeah. saying to people get a dream and move to some country mm-hmm. or quit your job today. And go, We're not saying that. Mm. We're saying it might be a trigger to look into new jobs while you keep your job or to mm. talk to your parents or spiritual leaders. And, and I think that there are times where we're not, we, 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 we're not responsible for that decision yet. Mm. We're not ready for that yet. But there's something percolating like coffee, you know, like in a percolator, it's percolating but it's not ready. And so we would say to people, if you're on the verge of making a big decision, you need wisdom, you need counsel, uh, you need strategy. And let me say it again, if you're married with kids, you'd need more. Mm. 
the, the more responsibilities you have to change, the more guidance and timing you need as well. And I say that because I've heard, I've seen some people make some crazy decisions. And even we're not in the part of the series yet about prophecy, but I've heard some prophecy come and young people thought it meant today, but it meant some other, you know, later on to right. store it for a later time. And, it, and think prophecy needs timing. This is not for today's conversation, but it does come into this about being responsible. And we don't want to be triggering someone's faith for a moment that is for a later time. Does that make sense? Am I making that yeah. clear? Or? No, it really does. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, I look mm. back on my life and all the times where God mm. gave me faith for something and it wasn't always at yeah. that time. It was, yeah, often yeah. for something later preparing. Yeah. So, what? So if someone, like you said, I think you already mentioned a few things, but if someone's feeling the stirring of something big, a big shift coming, you mentioned, you know, start looking at opportunities, start talking. Mm. What are some other things if mm. someone's feeling a big shift yeah. on their heart? Well, I remember a young guy in the church just before the lockdown thing, and he came and said, I feel called to go to an African country. And I, I'm all for that. And, and he had a good, good motivation, but he didn't, hadn't got his high school diploma or university. And I said, for you, for you to get a visa there for long term, you're going to have to have more. Right. Um, you're going to have to finish that. You're going to have to get some some further education, whether it's in uh, teaching, could be short term teaching, long term teaching. So I started to give examples to how to get a visa, or if you have a gig economy and you can start, you you can self supporting, you can do in any country. Well, that's different. So I started going very practical on him, mm. um, not discouraging the vision but saying for you to go to a, that country in Africa, you're going to have to impress the government enough that they give you a visa and you're going to have to have enough money to live there because you can't live off the poor people that you want to, he wanted to work with, with orphans and that, which is great. But you, you, you've you got to think through the financial steps. Yeah, now, I wasn't trying to take away his faith. I'm trying to engage his faith. Mm. And say, if that is God, God will give you the answers to this and this and this. Great. And um, he's actually gone on. He actually could go there now um, coming forward these couple of years. And that doesn't mean he's going, no. but he actually has enabled an, enough things in his life that he could go if right. he wanted to go right now. So that's an example. Uh, someone yeah. in business world um, saying, I feel to leave this and go to that. My advice will be, well, why do you need to leave this before you start investigating that or you um, I, I love to see people looking for new jobs while they're in a job and talking about it. And we've got people in our church that are very good recruiters and coaches and go and have a chat, mm. go and have a chat to a, a financial consultant, pay a bit of money if you need to. Like this, this doesn't lack faith. None of this is lacking faith. It's the steps. It's like when we came to Japan, we had to look at the school mm. for our little boys. We had a nine-year-old and a four-year-old at that time. And without solving that problem, we couldn't have come to Japan. So they're very practical, mm. but we solved them because we had faith and God was with us. Oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So it's almost, you know, like list up the practical things that need to be solved, take them to God and and work through it um, Yeah, in faith. It's yeah. not, yeah, because I think, I think that's where sometimes... 
this whole thing of supernatural faith, gift of faith gets a bit confusing. It's like when you have faith, it's just like ignore all the details, just blank it all out and just blindly go. But I, I've always felt that it's more of a balance. Like you said, it's engaging your faith with the details, bringing those details to God. And like yeah. I said, you can't move to another country and not have schooling for your kids, Yeah, no matter how much faith you have. But mm. your faith enabled you to... to uh, actually a supernatural uh resolution to that um yeah. i know the story but we don't mm. have to go into, yeah supernatural answer mm. to a problem yeah. so it's a mir- miraculous answer mm. both the school itself and the finance for, yeah. for that school yeah praise god mm. amazing um let's just change tracks a little bit i'm just wondering um can you share a story of a time where the gift of faith helped you when you were working in sales and a lot of people listening yeah. to this uh, are in the business world mm-hmm. in different areas. So can yeah. you think of a story where, yeah, this has helped you in, oh. in your sales? I was in pharmaceutical sales, which meant I had to go and visit doctors and hospitals every day. You know, I had to do so many calls every day all over Sydney. I loved it. It was the best job ever, except for pastoring. Um, <laughs> and, but I realized that in that job, there were certain doctors who were very difficult to see. They were so busy, so popular, and their secretaries would not let me have an appointment or get to see them. But I realized those doctors were very influential, especially hospital doctors, and I needed to try and see them because I believed in my product, um, which was a good product, um, especially in the arthritis area. And so I I, I was praying. And every morning before I went to sell, I I was a Christian, I would journal, read my Bible and pray and pray that God, I would be a blessing today and help my sales. And I would go out the door. So that's my everyday normal, right? That's yeah. my living by faith for an ordinary day. And then I, I heard that my company had previously given out um, plastic body parts. So bl- plastic elbows and plastic wrists to um, doctors, to general practitioners. And I that was before I joined the company. And I thought, I'd like to see those. So I, I asked the boss, where are they? Do we have any left? He said, we've got a few in the back, you know, container. So I said, could I have a look? And he said, oh, if you want to, it's an old giveaway. So I just felt I'm going to go through all this stuff. And I picked them all out and grabbed them all and said, can I, can I take all these and give them away? And they said, well, it's an old giveaway. I said, yeah, but can I try? And he said, take them. And so I worked out, you know, obviously if someone's a, a knee doctor, I'd walk in and say to the secretary, does your doctor have this plastic part? And she said, I don't know. I said, could you just ask him? Because I'd love to give it to him. I've got a few more if you want. And just give me one minute with the doctor. Just just give me one minute with the doctor. And um, I, I felt it was faith. I, I mm. It wasn't just good strategy. I the whole, th- the whole thing. And I got to see most of my doctors that way. And I think one doctor came out to see me just because I was a bit of a pain. And um, (laughs) (laughs) he said, all right, all right, what do you want? I said, doctor, this is my product. I'd just like to to talk to you for one minute. Would you give me one minute? And um, he did. And my sales, it was a good product. I I wasn't like a bad, it was a good, in fact, it was the product of its age. Right. And um, just recently here in Tokyo, I had a little bit of a problem with my toe and I went to the doctor and he said, have you ever heard of this this drug, I said, doctor, I used to sell that drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a favorite. Wow. Amazing. So 
long story short, my sales went up and I believe it was a good product for the people. That doctor made his own decision. It wasn't me. Mm. But I think the key, the key thing with that story is something was locked down yeah. and couldn't shift. But I prayed and I had this idea and had this moment and da, 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 da. And it was successful. Mm. I think that's a good story. And I think that in life, we've got to look for solutions to problems. Um, a lot of people can tell you about the problem, but the gift of faith can often bring the solution, like this moment. This, And I, I think there's been time in my sleep I've woken up with an answer or faith for something. Um, here in Tokyo as a church pastor, we've had real trouble with venues, as you have and many of our pastors had, to, to get a venue. And all of a sudden, there's a gift of faith. Why don't we do this? Let's go back and see that person. And it just opens up a moment and the natural thinking is well they said no before or that was they said no to that price before or that but it's just this let, let's go back let's mm. let's talk again and going back at that moment there was a new manager or a new policy and the answer was yes mm. and i just think as a leader we've got to live in the daily faith for the moments of the gift of faith that just injects and we say let's try it let's do it now let me also say I've done that sometimes and it didn't work, all right? So sure. I haven't got 100% on this. I think it's a majority. But I've also learned not to be disappointed when something doesn't happen because Very it good. could have been the wrong time, the wrong moment, or even just God wanted me to get re ready for the, the next thing. Now, that sounds strange if I've had a disappointment to get ready for a victory. But I read that in the Bible. I think there are times where there was not victory, not success, and yet there was another moment. And, and very many times in the book of, book of Acts, something, they went there and it, it didn't happen or it was a problem, but then later, boom, it just opened up. And, and I know this is not a, a real big Bible study here, but the Samaritans, the, in John 4, John, Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, the Samaritan lady, and, and the mission didn't go there for years afterwards. And people said, oh, the Samaritans and, and not going to happen. But it was on a day of persecution in Acts chapter 8, 1, that Philip, who was a dream team leader, a volunteer leader in the church, said, I'm going to the Samaritans. It all opened up. Boom. Wow. It came out of persecution this moment of release. I don't know how any of this works, um, Lewis and, and listeners, <laughs> but living on the edge of faith, I think Philip woke up that day, said, I'm going to the Samaritans. And others would have said, no, no, you, you can't go. I'm going to the Samaritans. And it just opened up. Mm. And I think this is exciting for us in any area of ministry or jobs or uh, decision-making where there's been a closed door or a persecution or a negative, And all of a sudden, it just opens up. I want to encourage everyone that day will come if we keep full of faith. Love it. Awesome. Well, I'm feeling very inspired again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Rod. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess just any 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 closing thoughts you'd like to add uh, before we before we yeah. sign off. Sure. Jesus said, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move. In other words, use your faith today. Even if you think I haven't got much faith, you have. If you're a believer, you, you have. You have saving faith. And then read the word and say, Lord, increase my faith.
And that was a prayer of the disciples. They said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. So start, start small mm. and engage it today and your faith will grow. If you've had any disappointments, come back to faith. Come back to God. I want to come back. I was talking to someone just recently about that. I said, you must separate disappointment from frustration. Everybody gets disappointed, but you can't stay frustrated. Come back to faith. Come back to believing. My word for you is encouraging. Today, come back to a life of faith and you will experience that trigger point again. Awesome. I love that nugget of gold right there at the end. <laughs> Get disappointed, but don't stay frustrated. I love that. Very yeah. powerful. All awesome. Right. Um, just love you could pray for us yeah. as we wrap up. Lord, I'm praying uh, for the believers here. We're believers in, in Jesus. Um, and I'm praying that our faith, because we must have faith. The Bible says that, Lord, we have faith. Every Christian listening has faith. I pray you would increase our faith. I pray there'd be a daily faith a daily faith to read your word and pray and, and just be active. The righteous will live by faith, just that little active faith every day. And then I'm praying for the trigger of faith for big things in people's lives. Bless the listeners, Lord. And I pray if anyone here is not, not a believer yet, but a seeker, you would touch them and you would draw them to yourself. And they would say, yes, I want Jesus in my life today. I pray for everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We will see you very soon. See ya.